0: Hello and welcome to Nested Folders. My name is Rosemary Orchard and I'm here, as always, with Scotty Jackson. Hey, Scotty, how are you today?
1: I am doing, you know, just fine. How are you, Rose?
0: I'm good. I mean, we're here to record a podcast talk about productivity speaking of which if you are new to the podcast you can find all about us over at nestedfolderspodcast.com and uh if you uh want to find out more about supporting the show that's over at nestedfolders.com slash unnested where our lovely lovely supporters get a bonus episode every single month and uh yeah and we talk about productivity on every episode of nested folders uh whether it's nested or unnested and uh for this week scotty i thought you know let, let's throw nesting out the window talk about juggling instead.
1: Mm, I can't wait. I, uh, when we started talking about doing this topic, I got really excited because I think that this is a thing that, um, that I've been faced with an awful lot, uh, lately of, you know, having a lot of different projects on the go, some of which need, you know, a lot of my time and some of which I'm kind of like light touch on, but, There's a number of different things happening. And so I'm really excited to explore how we or how you manage that, how I try um, and what some ways of thinking about that might be.
0: Yes. Well, when I say juggling, I'm specifically talking about project juggling um, for any of our listeners who are completely unable to just magically telepathically read my mind. Um, Because uh, I don't know about you, Scotty, but if you look at my project list, it's long, long. And then I went to Ikea yesterday, so it's even longer. Um, because <laughs> the problem with Ikea is it spawns projects. You go for a grater and you come out with a bookcase and a table and some extra legs for something that you already own and all of these things, and then you get home and it's like, oh, wow, okay, now, now I need to capture everything. And by capturing everything, I mean, it's a good thing. But my projects mm. list is insane. Um, and um, one of the things that kind of spurred me onto this topic or made me think about it a bit more was uh, David Sparks, actually, where he was talking about his project status board, uh, which is something um, that he he created in OmniGraffle, which basically is just like an overview of what he's doing in the different areas of his life. Um, and I looked at it and you know what the first thing that occurred to me, Scotty, was there's an awful lot of white space on that, <laughs> which is, I think, a good thing. <sighs> that's, that's really good that he can manage that and keep that number of things low. But it made me have a look at my, my list and go, you know, I'm juggling a lot of things here. Um, that's an awful lot of things. Like I can barely juggle three balls at once. How am I juggling so many projects? Um, and the answer is I'm not necessarily doing a great job with all of them. And secondly, um, you know, it, there is a bit of an art form, right?
1: It's a lot of an art form. Um, and I think one of the things that really came to mind for me when we started talking about this was kind of the difference between um, the relative importance of projects and the relative importance of tasks. So like um, the Ikea example probably is what did this to me. I remember that when we took on the project of renovating one of our kids rooms, um, the, um, the the bed and stuff and furniture that we wanted for the room went on crazy sale, but we weren't ready to do the room renovation yet. So, you know, I had this, the the project was like kind of someday maybe, but the action to like buy this furniture and then figure out a place to store it, that needed to be brought forward. So like, while the project wasn't important to me, that particular action of the project was important to me. And then similarly, I've got these other weeks where like, a project needs to be super top of mind for me, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to do a lot about it. And mm-hmm. so I think that's one of the things that really um, seems to be a bit of a, a bit of a gotcha when I'm managing my systems is, is is how do I think about the difference in importance between Projects and tasks, not not just like the the hierarchical relationship between the two, where like a project is a container of tasks and tasks map after to a project. Cool, good for you, Scotty. You've got a system, but also like how to think about those, you know, from a where my time and attention goes, and how to and how to make that work, because that I think might be one of the trickiest parts of this juggling act that you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, I really actually want to talk about one of the things that you said there, which is, you know, you, you had to buy the furniture and store it right then um, because, you know, it was on crazy sale. And sometimes, you know, when you see something, you do have to just get it. Um, and uh, I, I've been um, I, I was looking to get a couple of things, literally just a few little things for a project uh, this week. Only um, I had to pay for postage. Um And so I decided that this would be a good moment to go through all of my other related projects and just find all the things that I needed to get for those and mm. have a look, which meant that a whole bunch of my projects went from someday maybe to happening right now. But, you know, and so that meant that, you know, I needed to figure out a way to, to say, wait, but I, I don't want all of these projects to be active. And you know what I realized, Scotty? There's this thing called a backburner where people move projects to the back burner and then they bring them forward again when they need to <laughs> and then they put them back. Okay, mm. I've heard of this before and I, 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 I swear I'm probably going to sound very stupid to some of our listeners. It's just literally never occurred to me to do this. Like a project is active or it's a someday maybe or it's stuck because of something. That something can be my choice. I can choose to make a project inactive and put it on the back burner. Once I've started, it's not like a snowball rolling down a hill, just getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it finally crashes at the bottom. You know, I I can, you know, it's more like a a car on a Formula One racetrack where you can pull it into the pit um, and do a tire change. And that tire change can just be you taking a break from it because, oh, hey, shiny thing or, oh, wait, super important work project that's taking all of my time and energy um, and things like that. And I I really don't know why I, I've heard of other people doing this. And it just didn't occur to me before that I should be doing this as well, because I had all of these projects suddenly become active in my OmniFocus. And I was there going, wow, that's a whole lot of things. And then, you know, a little voice in my brain, I swear it l- looked and sounded like Clippy from, you know, Windows 95. Uh, when, <laughs> why don't you put these back on hold? <laughs>
1: Hello, it looks like you're trying to have a meltdown. Would you like to put some projects on hold?
0: <laughs> yeah, and then the other part of my brain was like, no, 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 you've started, so you've got to finish. And I'm there going, this isn't a game of Mastermind. Mastermind is a television show over here in the UK, by the way, uh, where the presenter, if the buzzer um, goes, well, he's um, asking a question, he says, I've started, so I'll finish. Um, and uh, that means that the, the person you know, answering the questions gets to answer that one extra question as well, which could be a winning point. A project is not I've started, therefore I must finish. A project can go for I'm doing this right now to and I'm, I'm going to leave it for however long I need to leave it for before I circle back to it. And sometimes that does mean that we will start things and buy things for projects and then never do them. But you know what? That's why most people have a garage full of stuff. Um, mm. And I realize that I'm OK with that. Um, I'm okay with making a decision to buy a pound's worth of electrical items um, so that when I want to get to that project it's okay. And when I say pound, I mean one British pound, like a dollar fifty's worth. Um, so oh. it's not exactly a huge investment for most of these things. And now I have the stuff and it means that if I want to do it, then I can do that. And it, it turned out that uh, one of these projects in particular is going to be much easier than I anticipated. So that's great because I, I did a little bit and I said, oh, I can put it on the back burner again. And then I realized I don't need to, I just finished it. Like, that was it. So uh, yeah, I, I've realized I can move projects backwards and forwards, you know, tag, tag them as Backburner, which puts them on hold, um, or, and tag them as Active, which makes them active again. And in general, projects won't have anything show up unless the project itself is Active. Um, and I like making that explicit choice. It's either Active or it's on hold, and I can put it back at any time.
1: Uh, and that's the, one of the biggest tricks, I think, of this whole system management is, is A, making that choice, but B, remembering that that choice is not trying to design for the way things will forever be. And We've talked about this before, but like it, it bears repeating because I forget and I get hung up on this all the time. When I am looking at my task management system or my note taking systems, and I look at their taxonomies of like, here's the category or here's the folder, and in that is contained these projects or these notes, and in those notes is contained these sorts of structures, I, I you start to imagine that okay, that is in big quotes and and capitalized the system, right? Like the trusted system, and I think there's this sort of lightweight implication as you read through, you know, a getting things done methodology or any other, you know, methodology that that might be your fancy, that you establish sort of a way of working and then your tasks and commitments flow in and out of that. But I think it's important to remember that not, that's not entirely true. That, that way of working is itself also fluid. And so, it's okay to rename the folders or rename the projects or reclassify the projects or reorder the projects or the tags or the tasks or all of the things. Everything is up for grabs. And some of the hardest part of me keeping up with my variety of projects when I look at my system is remembering to be honest with myself about what really needs my attention right now and what really doesn't. And Mm -hmm. if something is taking my attention in an inappropriate way, how do I, how do I stop that? How do I make that stop? Um, because to, to your point, you know, like, okay, so suddenly you're doing like a whole bunch of tasks because you're in a particular context. Cool. That doesn't mean that the projects that they relate to have suddenly become more important or have changed you're just getting those tasks done. And so I think that's like going back a little bit to what I was talking about the, uh, how I think of thinking differently, maybe about the relative importance and place of tasks versus the place and importance of projects is exactly that, right? Just because I do a task doesn't mean that the project I relate to that that relates to has any more or less value or meaning or status than it did like five seconds before. And so, but but that's hard to remember in the moment and giving myself license and freedom, that kind of sounds scary. And it kind of sounds like maybe it's more work um, to be like reclassifying all of these projects and moving them around and tagging them and so on. But it's actually not because that's what a weekly review really should be for. It's like to remember, like, I'm not just looking down this list and going like, yep, 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 yep. All those cool. Um, instead, I'm like po- pulling up a project and saying, is this still real? Is this in mm-hmm. the state that I think it is like, is the state in it, in the system reflective of its state in my life? Is it named and tagged appropriately? Could I be pushing it off? Should I be deleting it? Like, should I come to grips with the fact that, you know what, maybe I'm never actually going to do this. Thinking about that from both a project perspective and a task perspective, because those two are very different lenses. Again, it it sounds like more work, but I think that it's actually more work to try and keep those pseudo reclassifications in your head and just imagine that you will just sort of know those things immediately when you see them in your system.
0: Yes. And that's the thing, you know, our brains suck at remembering things. Um, and I particularly <sighs> like about what you said of, you know, a task can be active even though a project isn't. And that's something I realized as well uh, this week, you know, because I, I did activate a whole bunch of projects essentially and then deactivate them. But I didn't want to have to go through and make that decision again, um, you know, tomorrow, actually, as we record when I do when I do this review, I just wanted to say, hey, these particular things are good to go right now. And so I realized that the tag that I sometimes apply to projects can also apply to tasks. Oh my gosh, Scotty, this was crazy. Um, and so that meant that I have a whole bunch of projects which are uh, marked as being on the back burner. And that's totally fine. Very happy with them there. But then I activated a whole bunch of actions by going through and tagging them as active. Um, and you know, that worked and that was great. Um, I, I do uh, need to figure out something to remove the automatic tag inheritance so that if a project is active, it doesn't automatically get actions that are marked as active and same as right. backburner. But you know that's a problem for another day and that's not what I'm trying to solve here. What I'm trying to solve is, hey, I have a, you know, a project that's on the backburner, but I do need slash want to do a couple of tasks on this, but I really do only want to do these. Like uh, a self-watering herb garden is a project of mine. I went to Ikea the only thing I wanted to do on that project at any time in the immediate future was buy the box um, that the water and the submersible pumps <laughs> is going in. That's it. That's the only thing I wanted to do. I have all the other project ingredients, um, but I just wanted to buy the box. So I had I had a revelation, Scotty. I bought the box and the rest of the project remained on the back burner. That was great. Yes. Um, because I just needed to buy the box. Um, and you know, that's that's great. So I have this tag, theoretically, it's a project only tag, but I am applying it sparingly to some actions as well, where I know that it's just a very specific action and I'm gonna be in the right context to do it, or I will, you know, or I want to be in the right context to do it, but I don't want the pressure of everything else also showing up in my other lists, because I filter things from my back burner out of my lists. Unless they're specifically marked as active. And my back burner has a little yellow dot in front of it. So uh, there's an emoji for a colored circle. So I have a yellow one in front of back burner and a green one in front of active. I do not use red because red means bad. Yellow is fine. It just means like, you know, it's it's like the grass when it needs some water and so on, but you Mm. can't water it because, you know. Uh, you know, it's summer and there's not enough water or something. Um, You know, it's it's just like, it's waiting for you to have enough energy to come back to it and make it green again. And that's okay. Like, it can sit there. It's not going to die. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, you may choose to... uh, move it on to to greener postures elsewhere at some point and that's entirely your your decision you know send the project off to live on a farm um but um most of the time you know my projects just sit there on the back burner and i work my way around to them and that's totally okay so i have my yellow tag and my green tag um and those really do help me just keep an eye on things
1: that's really fantastic and i i I, a i i i i love I love, love, love the use of emoji here, because like in a lot of time, in a lot of ways, I, I, I kind of avoid them because uh, I find them to be visual distractions. But this one as like a very clear indicator of, you know, status and relative meaning, like very immediately. I, I think this is something that I could that I could take up and, and get a lot uh-huh. of use from. So thank you. Also, um, I really like how you're thinking about the status of. Um, of a project as being inherited or not by its tasks, depending on the like the software application that you use. Right. So in some software applications, if you set a project to, you know, on hold that basically removes all tasks from your field of view or mm-hmm. it, like all, all tasks follow some of the settings of the project. And maybe that's not appropriate for you. Like maybe you want a project to be like, I don't need to be reminded about the project but I wouldn't mind having this task come up. So finding this other way of 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 doing that by, you know, identifying the project as the the project isn't important, but maybe this task is. And so allowing that task to to come up to the forefront um, of your attention without allowing the whole project and the whole like mess of the project's other tasks or like someday maybes or or, or other things that you know that you can like reasonably not pay attention to right now um, without letting those into your field of view um, at the same time. So that that's, that's very clever. Um, another thing that I have found to be very useful for me in terms of helping me decide like how I think about projects or, or not is um, in, in springboarding off of what you said about um, uh, uh, your use of emoji and color is that I have a corkboard. Um, where I will take the time once a week to write out on index cards um, in various different colors, because colors mean things. Um, here, are, here, here are projects that I wish to have at the forefront of my attention. And yes, that is duplication from my digital systems and applications. Namaste. I get it. That's fine. But the, the A, the act of writing it down, Helps me thinking about, uh, think about it in a, in a particular way. And B, knowing that if I turn my field of view five degrees to the right, I can immediately see in front mm-hmm. of me things that I have pre-decided to care about uh, and be reminded about that, um, That that's really valuable. So the l- tiny bit of rework um, isn't really rework, it's actually investment. And And I've found that that has been a really good way of helping me manage my my back and forth juggling too. Yeah,
0: and I, th- I think that's the thing, you know, you have to figure out what works for you. So for me, hard rules do not work. I will not have more than three active projects per area. This ends up breaking things because, you know, when so, uh, specifically at work, somebody comes and gives you something and says, you need to do this now. Okay, so uh, I already have, you know, say three active projects or whatever. Um, but uh, you're, you're telling me that I... Uh, I I I have to stop one of them because that's what my system says. Oh dear, um, that's you know that doesn't work. You know, trying to tell your boss, or I've already got three projects on the go. I I I'm gonna have to drop something here. That's not gonna go down well. Um, and also just for you, like you know, if you're thinking about things and you've got say three different things that you want to do at home, and then a fourth one comes along and you're very excited about it, but you're also excited still about the other three. And realistically, you can probably knock them all out this weekend do you break your rule, in which case it's not really a rule, it's more like a guideline? Mm-hmm. Or do you make something inactive, but then you 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 add a task to yourself to make it active again as soon as you've completed another one, in which case there's not really a lot of point having the rule. Um, and it just doesn't make a huge amount of sense to me. Um, and so instead, I have decided that the correct approach for me is not to have hard rules on specific numbers of um, things that I can or can't do or, um, or in, in my system, specifically with re- regards to the number of active projects and so on. Because let's be honest, all of us are overachievers, okay? Or we try to. We are certainly overly <laughs> optimistic in what we can possibly achieve most of the time. You know, specifically me, I'm very, very, very over enthusiastic about these things. Very overly optimistic. I constantly feel like I can do everything and anything. The answer, the the truth is, I probably can't, but I don't want my system to be forced to be the negative version of myself. I want my system to be the good thing, which is that, you know, I can, um, that I can have all these projects here and I can just say, I'm going to do the, like, you know, these three things from this right now. Um, And then, you know, tomorrow I might say, actually, you know what, Uh, five of these are active today and then it could be two of them. And, you know, it just depends because I take things on a day by day basis um, and I adjust things to reflect. That doesn't mean I do a full review every day. I I never do a full review every day. I don't have enough time for that. And quite frankly, I would have review fatigue um, because of that. Um, But I do try to just keep an eye on things and uh, I I have a, a perspective to show me, projects which are technically active but they have no actions remaining um just so that i can keep an eye on them and go hey you know i should probably chuck some of these on the back burner if i don't know what i'm doing next then then you know i am am i that interested in this project and a lot of the time the answer is yes i have 101 items that i'm going to add into this project but sometimes the answer is no chuck it on the back burner for now um Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I don't have any fancy automations to say, hey, this project's been on the back burner for six months. Are you sure you want to do it? Or would you like me to nuke it from orbit? Um, You know, (laughs) I I probably could, but I don't need to because that's part of my review system. Um, Having a look at my back burner projects and going, you know, do I really want this to be active right now? Or maybe I should throw that back to someday, maybe. Um, Which, by the way, Scotty has a blue circle emoji in front of it. I know you like your use of colors um there are circle and square emojis with colors there's also heart emojis with colors um which i love and i actually use emojis in uh, lots of folder names just because folders are kind of like my areas of focus um and areas of interest and it's nice seeing those folders pop up but it doesn't overdo it for me um some projects have uh emoji too uh but not many of them but yeah, it's, uh, you know, sometimes I do throw things all the way over into someday maybe, and that's okay. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of the time it's just, oh yeah, i I'll, actually, I'll do something on that. And sometimes it's just, hey, I just want to keep the needle moving. Like I'm going to do one thing on this like a month or so. So I just tag, you know, one action, but I really don't want the rest of it showing up. So I just ch- tag that one action to make it active.
1: Right. Um, yeah purple is someday maybe for me uh oh
0: i see i I, went with blue because it's kind of like it's frozen in ice
1: oh yeah see i like that um I, I, I 100% agree with you about the the rules on, like, like having too many architected rules for, like, here's how many active projects I will have. Because you don't want to paint yourself into a corner where, like, every time a new thing comes into your system, you have to feel like you're playing a game of Sophie's Choice. Like, which which of these great projects am I not going to do? Because, I mean, hello, listener. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably care very much about the work that you do and how you do it. And so my my gut tells me that you're probably not doing a whole lot of... <laughs> garbage work, you're probably doing a bunch of work that you either, you know, have to do or choose to do. You've, you've already weeded out the, like, uh, I don't want to, and I don't gotta sort of work. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so in that, in that respect, you know, you're only looking at things that are really viable, great options to have in front of you in your life. Awesome. Um, so don't make that a punishment for yourself. The fact that you've done that for yourself, let's not make that hard. Although. I would also say that like trying to have some guidelines isn't, isn't necessarily bad. So for example, no. I try to have like, and now I'm doing like air quotes, like a certain number of projects that, uh, that sort of float to the top of my awareness sphere on, on a weekly basis. I aim for five. It's not a rule. I aim for five. Um, sometimes it's three. Sometimes it's seven. As long as I'm like sort of in that area, the the important thing and the real outcome there isn't the number. The outcome is can I have a list that I can look at and understand fairly immediately without my brain blowing up, right? Because I know that if I, I and again, I don't know what the number is, but let's say it's ten. If it's more than ten, I'm going to look at that and my brain's going to blow up because there's just too many things to think about when I glance at that list. I'm avoiding brain blowing up. That is the goal. So numerically how that expresses itself, eh, take or leave. But I think I think having some guidelines isn't bad. And I think the other thing is that, you know, um, uh, I, and I've been thinking about this a lot too, is that like, yes, I have a lot of projects that are lovingly curated into just the right folder for them and 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 so on. But I've also been thinking about what those containers are and what they even need to be. Um, because I, I, I don't want organizing and filing and like resorting my library of things that I'm not even working on right now, um, to be a b- big, I don't want that to be where my effort goes, right? Like if I have, mm-hmm. if I have time and effort that is spent on improving my life, I don't want it to be, you know, alphabetizing the projects I'm not doing anything about. I want it to be about making progress on the things that really mean something that does mean that a, I need to know what means something and be that, that I'm focusing there. Um, so, so making sure that I've got a an approach that I continue to challenge myself on, and that maybe changes a little bit all the time to how my you know projects are even organized. Um, mm-hmm. That's 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 a big enabler to uh, like letting me juggle by knowing which things are, are safe to drop.
0: Yes, um, and I think that's the thing. So, um, you know, going back to. Uh, David Sparks' dashboard, which, or a status board, which I mentioned at the top of the show, I've made so one. Pretty. Scotty, would you like to take a wild guess t- to, to which tool I used for this? Go on. Take a stab in the dark.
1: Well, I, I, so, uh, hello and welcome to Nested Folders. You're listening to Scotty Jackson and Rosemary Archer, where we're talking about OmniFocus and Airtable.
0: Um, So, yes, so I'm using Airtable for this, and Airtable for a number of reasons, um, because it's so my projects that are having things done in them live in OmniFocus. Even if they're on my back burner, they're in OmniFocus. But I have a project support document which lives in Obsidian. Um, and Obsidian syncs with Dropbox and Obsidian Sync. Be careful crossing the streams of sync. It's very, very dangerous. Uh, I do it mm-hmm. on precisely one well, Mac. Everything else uses Obsidian Sync um, because I am on the iOS beta. Um, but the Dropbox is important for automation purposes because, Scotty, guess what there is? There's a shortcut. Uh, I'll oh. save everybody some time there. Um, but yes, you get you get the ding, ding, ding for that one as well. Shortcuts are my love language. Um, so there's a shortcut which allows me to set up a project. Um, and this puts it into Airtable. Um, it creates it in OmniFocus um, and adds the OmniFocus link to the Airtable record, and it then creates um, an, a document in Dropbox and it puts a link to the Dropbox note uh, in Airtable as well. Um, this I would love it if it used the X callback URL for Obsidian, but I have not tried to do that yet, um, and that is something I will be doing at some point. But you know, for the time being, Dropbox note is absolutely fine, no problem with that. Um, and basically, this means that, um, you know, I have this and Airtable has a Kanban view, which means that I can create a status board of my own. And when I click on something, I can open the link and I can immediately um, go to uh, Omnifocus or I can see the note in Dropbox And the reality of this is guess what? I tend to have both of them in split screen because this way I can say, hey, so here are all of my notes about this project. That's a pretty cool project. I should do that at some point. Um, you know I was planning on it. Um, and then I can grab those. Uh, things and go. Okay, so I'm going to take this, 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 and this, and I'm going to put that in OmniFocus, and I I mark it off in in the Obsidian note because uh, the Obsidian note might contain tasks, but they're not necessarily formulated in the right way. They're kind of just thoughts, a word vomit, if you will, um, of of just stuff that I've come up with when thinking about the project at some point. Um, so there's links to things which might morph into tasks, etc. Um. And, um, this means that, you know, I then have a way of seeing the status of things and I can filter things out for this hasn't even started yet. Um, and also things that have completed, um, I would love to set up a sync somehow between OmniFocus and Airtable with my active and back burner tags. I am not planning on doing that anytime soon, just because I think that it's going to get very complicated very quickly. Um, but I probably could do it, Um, but, you know, it's more a case of I now have a semi-automated status board, which shows me things, um, and I have a category in Airtable, which theoretically lines up with the category that I assign things to in OmniFocus. Mm. every so often these get a little bit out of sync when i move stuff so part of my weekly review is to go in there and try and tidy these things up um but you know if something accidentally lives and ends up living in the home automation category instead of the home improvement category i consider home improvement a part of home automation i just split it up because otherwise assemble dining room chair is right next to set up lock sensor for patio doors to inform you whether or not my patio door is locked um Mm. and one of those requires you know considerably more thinking than following a piece of paper with, uh, you know, cartoonish instructions. Um, well, actually it's just a cartoon of a person assembling a table. Um, right. so, uh, you know, different, different amounts of brain required for these. Um, but it's, you know, it, it means that I have a status board and I can look at things and go, Ooh, that's a lot of projects. And if I look at a list and go, Ooh, that's a lot of projects, then that means to me that either those are all huge projects or maybe I should probably, um, you know, think about taking some of those off of my active list and putting them onto my back burner list. Um, and that's something I do as part of my weekly review.
1: That's really good. And, and really, um, I, it's good. to I, I like what you said, too, about, you know, maybe some things get out of sync, but you take the time you clean them up in your weekly review. I think the act of touching stuff like. um like I mean, automation. You're a rosemary orchard. I get it, and and it, it makes things a lot easier and helps create, you know, systems working together. But the the act of like taking the time to like touch stuff and interact with stuff manually, um, I find that valuable too. To like really integrate its meaning into my mind. And so as long as there's you know uh, an, not an inappropriate amount of that, um, I think that can be that can be a really useful stuff of uh, part of you know a working system you know the automation side to make sure that you know things are where they probably ought to be and in you know you know the 8020 rule right um but then picking up the 20 manually um I I enjoy that and I feel like it it forces that that act of reflection for me.
0: And I think that's part of this, isn't it? You know, as we're juggling these projects, you know, we are touching them on a regular basis. We're picking them up. We're tossing them up in the air. We're catching them and we're doing something with them, Um, you know, and we need to be thoughtful as we do this, because if you're actually juggling real balls and you toss one of them wrong, it's going to go flying across the room. Um, and is that what you're intending to do with your project or is that just what happens because we're not paying attention? Um, and you know, we, it's kind of like, you know, driving while texting. Okay. You absolutely Mm. should not drive while texting there, you know, that you don't do that. But equally, why should we have projects in our task manager that are trundling along on autopilot and we're just clicking the, yeah, it's reviewed every single week when, Maybe we don't really care about them anymore, or we know that we're not going to do them and they're making us feel bad. It's like um, David Allen said um, in Getting Things Done, um, you know, clean the garage is on everybody's list, right? But if you say it's a someday maybe, then when you walk past the uh, the garage, you're not hearing a little voice in your head that says, oh, I really should clean that. You're going, not today. And I think that's one of the things here, you know, that I, I need to, you know, learn from this of, I can have my, it's going to happen, or it might happen someday, it might maybe happen. So it's happening. It's just not happening right now. Or Mm -hmm. I'm doing something to move the needle on this. And those are three separate states for me. Um, And for some people, they could probably merge the first two, and that's totally fine. However you, you know, juggle your projects and it works for you is great. Um, But for me, I have found there is a great value into putting things on the back burner, pulling them forward to active again, putting them back, and repeating, um, you know, to my capacity and not over it.
1: Oh, that's so good. To capacity, but not over. Yeah.
0: Well, you know what happens if you overfill like a slushy. Cup, then you just get like frozen ice and color and liquid everywhere it's just it's a mess, and you know it looks fun, but then you get ice in your socks
1: that That sounds horrible.
0: <laughs> I remember somebody overfilling a slushy um cup uh once when i uh, when I bought one. I bought the blue raspberry flavor. I always love those yes, but uh that is a bit of a metaphor. You don't want ice in your socks and suddenly realizing that you've got a ton of projects that are just kind of swimming around you, it could be like that,
1: yes no we need to we need to restore balance to the projects
0: i think that's the thing isn't it it's all about balancing things so that you feel good about what you're doing um and so that things are positive and you know what's happening and when it's happening
1: do or do not do there is no try
0: precisely okay well i think that wraps it up for today's episode scotty um so we are, of course, Nested Folders. That's what you've been listening to. Uh, so if you want to find out more, nestedfolderspodcast.com with links to all of our previous episodes. They're right there. You can download them. It's free. And if you really love us and you would like to support us, then you can find out more about that at com slash unnested. Where our lovely unnecessary supporters get a bonus episode every single month. Uh, they get access to the AMA feature on our website um, so that they can ask us anything because, you know, why wouldn't you want to ask us anything? Can't guarantee I'll reply if it's super, super personal, but, you know, questions about systems, productivity, all fair game. Um, even automation, uh, if you really want. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, you can also contact us on Twitter because, you know, if you want to tweet us, we'd like to hear from you. Um, so that's nested folders on Twitter. Scotty, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Oh, I may be found at com and by the same name on Twitter at heyscottyj. How about you, Rosemary Orchard? Where might people find you?
0: Well, you can find me at rosemaryorchard.com or at rosemaryorchard on blog and Twitter.
1: This has been a really excellent discussion, Rose. Thank you so much. Um, for the, this topic this this is this has been awesome i really appreciate it and looking forward to more coming up in a couple of weeks
0: yeah uh as always we'll be back in two weeks in another episode goodbye everyone